Sitter Slippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family, a member of the patriarch of the family, Joseph Saka. We last uh, asked a question. Sharon Mitfilar of Pincus wondered, why is it the first section of the Amida is Shevach? Why are we praising Hashem? Are we positioning Him? Are we flattering Him? Are we trying to appeal to Him so that He will more readily answer our questions? Is that what it's about? It can't be. Hashem will see right through it. It can't be we're flattering Him so He says yes. So why do we have to begin with praise? Time is limited. Time is money. Jump right in. Atachonin. Let's get right to the Bakasha. Let's get right to the middle section. Let's get to the things that we need. Why do we have to begin first with Shevach? And we pointed out, it's not coincidental or random, it's by design, and halachically we are bound. The Rambam in Hechos Tefillah codifies the structure of davening. He says, davening, talking to God once a day, is biblically mandated, Daraisa, and you have to begin with Shevach, and only then daven. Why is that? So in Ishara Mitfila, in the entry on Rina, Rav Pincus says the following. He says, davening is called avoda shebelev. Ezi avoda shebelev zu Davening is called avoda. What does the word avoda mean? Work. It takes effort. It takes toil. It's not an easy conversation that comes casually. It's avoda shebelev. It takes work. Where is the work in a conversation with God? Isn't he meant to be our best friend opposite us? Shouldn't we feel comfortable and casual? Why is it called avoda? Ezi avoda shebelev zu Says Rapinkas, you know where the Avoda is? To take a moment and to think and to contemplate and to recognize who is the Almighty? What does it mean that He's God? That He's the Melech Malchei Amlochim? He's the King of Kings? He's not like someone else that we know. It's not casual and comfortable. He's not like us in any way. The Almighty, the Rebona Shalom, is categorically different than who we are. He's infinite, we're finite. He's omnipotent and we're limited. He is forever and we are mere mortals. He is the source of everything and we are utterly dependent on Him. You're about to take three steps forward and say, Hashem, here are 13 universal needs that we have. Please give me wisdom, give me forgiveness, give me good health, give me livelihood. Here are 13 universal needs. Why are you talking to God? Who is he that you're asking him? How do we position ourselves so we mean it when we say it? So we really submit and surrender? So we really rely on him? Says Rapinkus, the opening section is Shavach, not for God. Hashem is not flattered by our praise. He tolerates our praise at best. Doesn't do anything for him. He doesn't need it, he's perfect. Why do we begin with praise for us? We spend the first part of the Amidah reminding ourselves, okay, who are you? And how are you categorically different? And why am I asking and turning to you and submitting and surrendering to you? The Shavach, the praise is not flattering or positioning. The praise is so that we remember, we remind ourselves that we can feel utterly dependent. We rely on you, we depend on you. We utterly are intertwined with you. We need you. And when we position ourselves, oh, you're the mumcha, you're the expert, you're the source, you're the position of power. Well, it happens to be I have some needs. Can I ask you? Can I turn to you? Will you listen? When we realize that he's the source of everything, we remind ourselves through praise who he is and what he does. 
now we're ready to genuinely and authentically turn to Him. If we were to just take three steps forward and start out with Bakasha, God, here are 13 things I need. What do you say? Can you deliver? Are you game? Are you open to it? So that would be no different than a poor person asking the rich person, the sick person asking the doctor, the one in legal trouble asking the lawyer. But our relationship with Hashem is not supposed to be the way it is with mere mortals. We're not turning to Hashem like a checklist. We're not turning to Him as a resource. We're not turning to Him the way we turn to a doctor or a lawyer or a source of help here in the human realm. Our turning to Him is entirely and categorically different. So what will put us in that mindset, that frame of mind? What will promote and enable us to realize that? Only when we begin with Shevach. We remind ourselves who He is. Godol, Gibor, Nora. We understand Gvuros. We understand he's the source of rain, the life, conception, resurrection, power. He's the source of everything. And now I remember that. Now I turn to him more genuinely. Now I turn to him not only transactionally, not only as if he's another person, but I defer, submit, surrender, because I now know and remind myself who he is. says, first, we stop and we review, and we remember, and we meditate on who He is, and only then do we daven. Only if we put in the avoda, the work, to remember before whom we stand. What does it mean, God? Who is God? What is God? Does He have a relationship with me? How do I know He's real? I have to go through that exercise first. He's not just any source of power. What makes it authentic and genuine and is real is remembering who He is, reviewing that relationship, remembering quite literally before whom we stand. So now that when we talk, it comes from the deepest recesses of our heart, and that explains the whole opening section why we start with Sheva.